The Quest community, welcome to this special series that we're doing with the leaders of the RIA aggregator and integrators. So these are the firms in the registered investment advisory industry that are doing what is now 91% of the deals, which are mainly these private equity funded, larger RIAs that are looking to buy up and are buying up and doing many, many deals in the space. Other RIA firms, whether they're independent or sometimes from IBD platforms or even doing some deals with wirehouse uh, advisors. Um, so we are fortunate enough to have some of the, the leading firms in the industry doing these deals, and we have them on uh, in this special series so that people who are interested, right, advisors in the industry who are potentially interested in selling their firms can understand the different models out there. Because one of the benefits of the uh, evolution and the maturation of the RA space has been that there are more aggregators and integrators, there's more funding for these, there's more private equity. Uh, but as that happens, there also is more confusion as to all these different options out there. What are the different models? Why is one better than the other? What is the best fit for me? So the purpose of this series is, that, is to give the opportunity for each of these amazing firms to talk about their different models, talk about who they're looking to target, who they attract, and have you be in a better position as a potential seller to understand your options. And for those of you who are not in the RA space, you know, I would listen anyway. It's also a fascinating look at how the industry has evolved and how an industry matures, and frankly, what the different acquisition models are that could be applied even in other industries. So check out all the videos in this special series on the RIA aggregator and integrators. Do you want your business to grow faster? Are you open to new and out of the box ways to drive revenues and increase value? How do you imagine the most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders double, triple, or expand their businesses tenfold or more? The answer is deals. This is a weekly podcast featuring conversations with business owners, executives, and leaders as we reveal behind the scenes details that give you, our listeners, the confidence to pursue your own deal-driven growth. On the show, we discuss a huge variety of deals, everything from large complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. My name is Corey Kupfer, and I've been supporting deal-driven growth for businesses for 35 years as a successful entrepreneur, professional negotiator, and attorney. My goal is to help you strategize, plan for, find, and complete deals that will help your company grow faster. Welcome to the DealQuest podcast. Let's get started. DealQuest community, I am so excited to do this SoloCast intro video to this series the special series within the Deal Quest podcast that we are doing with the heads, the major players of the aggregator integrators in the registered investment advisory space. All right, this has been a maturing space, private equity money coming in, uh, over 90% of the deals being done by these probably 15, 20, maybe 15 firms. And what we are going to be doing in this series is to have uh, these folks talk about what they're doing, the deals they're doing, the model, who they're attracting, how they're different from the others. And really give folks, a, you know, an idea and, a, and, and the ability to distinguish between the different models. What I want to do in this initial uh, discussion is to set it up, right? What are the factors that these folks are likely going to be talking about? What are the factors that potential sellers, owners of RIA firms, owners of practices at, at IBDs, uh, and even warehouse advisors potentially, because some of these models do also acquire from there. What's going on in the industry now at a high level? What are the different models? And then you'll hear from the individual leaders and owners uh, and you know, CEOs of the of the RAs aggregated and integrators is exactly what their model is and, and how they approach things and why they think they're, you know, the best shot or the best option to many of you. So 
So let's talk about, I mean, I use the term aggregator and integrator, and those are terms that you hear out there, not only in this industry, but in other industries as well. And, you know, what's the difference? And, and, and are truly, you know, is everybody falling into one category or the other? And the answer is that there is a difference. And no, not everybody falls exactly into one category. Some people have aspects of both. But at its sort of extreme, right, an integrator is a model where people come in only under one brand, one tech stack, one ADV in the RA industry, so meaning one uh, you know SEC registered firm, and it's integrated. The expectation is that you're going to grow this one brand. You're going to work together with you with 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 your other um, colleagues there and partners. And in many of these models, you're going to get some equity in the buyer, so you're going to have your ownership incentives are going to be aligned to help grow that one brand that that integrated firm. And, you know, those and the arguments generally for that are, hey, listen, we'll get, we can build more enterprise value. We're building a brand. Um, we have a close in the community. Uh, we have consistency. We can scale more quickly. Right. Then you've got, on the other hand, the uh, pure aggregators and, and an aggregator that doesn't in- integrate is saying, hey, we're going to buy your firm. Um, but, you know, you're going to be able to maybe maintain your brand. Right. Now, that might be done through them having co-ownership at a separate entity. Or very often with, you could still potentially be under the same ADV. This is where I talk about aggregator integrated. Sometimes they overlap. You may be under the same ADV, but be able to have a DBA with your own branding. So you're not selling or branding in, you know, branding in the buyer's uh, name. You get to keep your own branding. You also um, uh, may have more flexibility on, on tech choices, right? Not be locked into a particular tech stack. You may have more control over decisions potentially, uh, you know, than, than in other models, but sometimes not. So is there, how much is all this brought together, not only in, in terms of tech, in terms of brand, in terms of cooperation, in terms of co-ownership, uh, and how much is it kept separate? What's the benefits and detriments to each? I'm going to let the uh, the proponents of those particular models uh, speak to you in future, um, in future uh, interviews, you know, on that. And, you know, you can make your own decision. And, uh, you know, listen, just to preview my view, um, I like the fact that there are options because they fit different people, different personalities, et cetera. I don't think one is inherently better than the other. It, it is only better depending upon what your priorities are as a potential seller. Let's take a break from the show for a minute so I can invite you to a new way to determine your deal readiness. I created a fast and easy assessment that will determine exactly how deal ready you are. Once you complete the assessment, I use your responses to identify the obstacles that are holding you back from being a deal-driven growth genius. It's as easy as heading to coreykupfer.com slash assessment. That's coreykupfer.com slash assessment and filling out a few multiple choice questions. I'll be checking in after the episode to see what your results are. Now back to the show. We're also going to talk to these folks about you know, where they got their funding, right? You know, I mean, uh, the various, you learn about the various private equity players in the space and, you know, how they're approaching that and why they might have done deals with particular uh, private equity funders and what their future funding model or exit model, uh, you know, is likely to be or what they think it might be, whether they're going to get other investment in, whether they're looking to go public, whether they're looking to be acquired. We're going to talk about, obviously, the, the various value propositions of these folks. Uh, who they're looking to attract. And then some key questions on how they grow. One of the questions that often comes up for a lot of my clients and people in the industry who are potentially looking to sell is, hey, listen, I'm not, maybe easier if you're doing a succession deal where you're going to be out in a year or so. And then, you know, you may be, obviously you want your clients to be well taken care of. You want to make sure there are good people there. But the ongoing relationship, the 
the growth opportunities, things like that are a lot less of a concern of yours. You know, you're looking to get a good price and make sure your clients and employees are taken care of. For, for younger folks, for you know, whether it's G2 or whether it's just folks who have a bigger run, longer runway, but want to sell, things like, uh, well, what is my growth trajectory or opportunity going to be if I sell into a bigger firm, combine in, or, or if I stay on my own? That's a question that comes up often for, for clients and, and should come up, right? So we're going to hear about, so one of the things you want to investigate if you're looking do a potential deal is what is that growth assistance? Do some due diligence, find out if people have been on the platform for a while, you know, have the growth rates gone up. I mean, the argument from a lot of these places is that, you know, they're going to free you up, right? A lot of stuff you do running the business, whether it's dealing with um, operations, payroll, compliance, back office, uh, middle office, you name it, you're going to be freed up from and be able to do what you want to do. Well, will that help you grow your business significantly? And is the trade-off of giving up some ownership control, uh, you know, worth it for you. Uh, you know, so that's the kind of, you know, due diligence you want to talk about. If you're getting equity in a lot of these models, one of the things I always strongly recommend is that people do their due diligence on that equity, that reverse due diligence, and it's often skimped on, which is problematic. I often say, hey, you should look at this as if you were getting all cash for the deal. Let's say you're getting 80% cash, 20% equity. You should look like you got all cash for the deal. And then you had an investment decision on whether you're going to take 20% of that cash and put it and buy equity in the buyer. Because if you wouldn't make that investment, then why would you do a deal like that, right? You should independently evaluate that because it's effectively what's happening. So we're going to talk about some of that with you know with, with these folks. We're going to talk about long-term trends and what people see. And we're also going to talk about what's happening right now. I mean, it's, you know, from the one point of view, there's so much money in the space. All these deals going on, they've seemed to stay pretty robust. But we've got some challenges in the in the stock market. Obviously, we've got you know inflation. We've got other financial headwinds, and we're going to find out from folks how that's affecting deals. I will tell you up front right now that we still have a huge amount of deal flow going on. There's some adjustment in deal structures to uh, de-risk you know the, the deal because there's been a drop up front uh, for the for the buyer, but also uh, structured where on earnouts people if the market does come back. The, the, the sellers can can make up that money so that they don't lose it. So we're going to talk about all of that. Um, this is a really exciting series because, you know, we have, I mean, the people we're going to have on, um, and I'm not going to mention names up front here. We've got uh, four or five of them already scheduled. we got a few others that we're in the process of booking and a few others to reach out to. But they're going to be um, so really uh, the heads uh, and leads of the firms that are doing by far the most acquisitions in the space. So these are major players, impressive folks that have built, uh, you know, some very nice firms, have clear visions on what and how they want to grow and, and on the industry. Um, and there's just a huge amount of, to learn from these from these phenomenal folks. And I'm very fortunate that they've uh, agreed to be on uh, in this special series. Um, so listen, definitely check it out. And again, you know, even if you're not in the RA space, I know we have plenty of listeners who are not. Uh, we have a broad-based audience, uh, you know, these days. But um, a lot of these lessons about how you do deals, how you structure models, how a maturing industry evolves and how money comes into the space and how, you know, how you deal with it and why people are looking to grow and how you attract targets if you're looking to be a buyer um, and what you should look out for if you're looking to be a seller. These are universal lessons that will apply across industries, even though we happen to be doing this special series within the uh, registered investment advisor space. So, folks, um, for now, I think uh, we're going to we're going to leave it there. Uh, the uh, I am excited, very as you might be able to tell, I'm very very excited about this special series with the aggregators and integrators in the RIA space. You know, have, being somebody who's worked in this space for a couple of decades, 
and uh, see the evolution uh, of this space. It's really, really an exciting time. Uh, and uh, these players have really, are really impressive folks. So definitely come and check out every single episode of uh, the upcoming uh, DealQuest podcast episodes and this uh, special series, particularly on the RIA uh, Aggregator Integrated Leaders. All right, folks, have a great week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of DealQuest, where we help you understand how deal-driven growth can be your ticket to freedom. I want to invite you to a unique way to tap into the wisdom and experience of the DealQuest community. Join the DealQuest Deal Den Zoom calls, a free monthly 90-minute mastermind. In the mastermind, we address all the challenges you may be facing and help support you with the opportunities that may arise in terms of deal-driven growth. You will get input not only from me, but all the members on the call will collaborate and serve each other in a mastermind format. To sign up for the free mastermind, go to www.coreycupfer.com slash dealden. That's coreycupfer.com slash dealden. I'll see you there. I'm Corey Kupfer. Until next week, wishing you the freedom and financial prosperity that I know your deal quest will bring.